Welcome to Dollars and Cents, creating your fulfilled life with Nicole Romito from Private Vista. In this podcast, we draw from years of experience as well as guest specialists to help you create the life you imagine. Join us in this journey as we enlighten and empower you to align your lifestyle to help you achieve your goals with a clear picture of your future. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents with your host, Nicole Romito. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. Just got off a big weekend of baking with all my apples that I picked up when I was in Wisconsin recently. Okay, so what, what's the favorite thing to make? Uh, new recipes. I did all things uh, apple desserts. So I've got some uh, spiced apple blondies with mm -hmm. a maple glaze. And then I also did an apple bread, which is kind of like an apple pie, but in bread form. Nice. Apple crisp was my favorite. So oh. when you get to it, you know, whenever. Okay. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll post your address. So anybody who wants to swing by can <laughs> pick a little. No, maybe not. Okay. Maybe no, we'll actually, that. that'd be fine because I have <laughs> so much baking. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to share with everyone. That's fantastic. Well, Nicole, I know that you're not here to talk about apples. You're here with a no. guest and a fantastic guest. Can you introduce her to the audience, please? Yes. Thanks, Eric. I'm super excited. I have Debbie Feldman here in the studio with me today. She is the owner and founder of Deborah D. Feldman and Associates Limited. And we're going to talk about a very important topic and uh, one that's um, unfortunately timely for me personally, but we want to talk about how to plan for aging family members. And uh, we're going to talk about that from a few different perspectives today. So welcome, Debbie. Thank you, Nicole. It's really good to be here. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. And the funny thing with this is I was telling my mom yesterday that I was doing this podcast and I said, guess what? I'm going to be talking about you. And I'm also going to be talking about some things I've shared with my daughter, Mindy. And my mom said, you're going to talk about me. And I said, yeah. And she said, oh, no. <laughs> oh. She was not happy about that, but I'm still going to be talking about some of the things that she and I've shared. And well, I'm discussed. even more excited for the stories now. <laughs> if mom's hesitant. Before we get started, I know I, you know, you sh we shared what we're going to be talking about. Can you share a little bit for our listeners, um, kind of a little bit about your your background or your bio? Sure. So I'm what's called an aging life care manager. Um, also known as a geriatric care manager. And I've been working in this industry for over 30 years. I have a master's in social work and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and really have had an opportunity to work with older adults and their families to help them navigate the challenges of aging by helping them adjust, cope, and problem solve their long-term long care planning needs and issues. Um, I kind of fell into the field um, and really found that the work that I provide to families and older adults has been very rewarding. And I love what I do and um, was very pleased, I guess, to have found this uh, different career. Yeah, I... I love it. I know every time I get an opportunity to talk with you, I always learn um, either a, a great new strategy or just even it's always comforting to know you're not going through it alone. So 
That is great. And I, I love that we're here to talk about it today. Do you want to share when you're not helping others or working with your mom or your daughter on this? What do you like to do for fun? I have been an avid tennis player. I got on the tennis courts when I was about nine. And that is really my go-to place and my happy place. So I play, trying to play at least twice a week these days and really enjoy doing that. I also have a a two-year-old puppy, still call him a puppy, and take him out for lots of long walks and enjoy the outdoors. That's great. Well, that I love all the things you're doing to uh, stay young at heart, and especially tennis. That's that's impressive. I think that'll definitely keep you in good shape for many years to come. It sure will. <laughs> and I suppose that once that gets a little too difficult for me, I'll join my husband on the pickleball court. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I love it. Maybe and and on the golf course more too. So. Right. Yes. Little I've easier been... little easier on the knees. That's for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> All right, great. Well, now that our listeners know a little bit about how you uh, came into your calling for your profession and what you like to do uh, on the weekends, let's go ahead and get into our topic at hand. And I know we're going to talk about things like conversations, what should you be talking about, when and with whom. And um, I think we'll go probably with a couple different topics as well. But why don't we start off with uh, when you're thinking about this, you know, when maybe when you were talking to mom or certainly when you're coaching your clients is who should initiate these conversations and when? So the conversations actually should be initiated Either way, either with children bringing up topics or parents themselves sitting down and talking with their family about what they want to see their future to look like, really to start planning for what tomorrow might bring. As we age, things get very difficult for us and our abilities start to decline. Many of us can hang on to a lot of our strengths for, for a good long time and, and well into our 80s and 90s. And, but even during those time frames, it's important for us to really think about, you know, where do we want to live and how, how might we want to live? Who do we want to live with? And thinking about, you know, our healthcare issues. The topics are, are quite varied, but it, it, it is, you're, you're really trying to, find that quality and quality of life and it's important to really start planning and thinking thinking about what what brings you joy and how to find find your happiness I love that. Can you maybe, uh, I know like you said, finances are usually, a. I think the two big ones are financial and then health, right? And how to manage those. Do you have any and I, I guess I would think everything is kind of tailored to each individual situation, but maybe can you talk about how would you start the conversation with a family member if, um, you know, whether it's about finances and maybe you're starting to be concerned about if it's an, a parent or a grandparent and are they still having a good handle on their money and making good decisions? Um I don't know if we want to go down. It probably could be a whole separate episode on, you know, different like scams and things like that. But maybe if you just notice kind of the day to day, if we take the the fraud and the scams off the table, how how do you initiate that conversation? That's always a challenge. Um, I think our 
our society and has really taught people not to talk about what their financial situation is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and and I think our the older generation, our elders really don't talk about it and really don't often share with their children how their finances look and um, what kind of savings they might have. But it's important, you don't need to know necessarily exact dollars, but it's important for you to have some sense of what they can afford to pay for. It's really expensive to get old. Yes. Um, <laughs> care is, is very costly. Caregivers after, as a result of the pandemic, the cost for caregivers has really escalated. Um, so what used to be maybe $25 an hour, we're now looking at $35 to $40 an hour to have somebody come in and help wow. you with your your you know grocery shopping and possibly coming in and helping you with a bath or cooking for you and doing some light housekeeping and your laundry and those kinds of things. And then if you're thinking about moving into a retirement community, those costs are up as well. So it's important for you to have a sense of what you can afford, as well as what you want to be able to pay for. Great. And then are there any um, programs or apps or things like that that you advise clients to use so they can maybe just behind the scenes, watch what mom or dad are doing? So, you know, mom and dad are still paying their bills or... Um, you know, they're able to do their banking and whatnot, but so that you kind of have a second set of eyes to, to so you can maybe start to see if and when they're starting to maybe not be the best steward of their money. I think it's really having the conversation. I'm not aware of any kinds of apps or anything out there that would cue you into okay. the fact that your parents aren't doing well with their finances. Sometimes, you know, you'll run into some really major problems where the electricity's turned off or Ooh. you're, you know, one of the biggest things that I always say is that when you're walking into your parents' home, pay attention to piles of mail. If there are lots of piles of mail that aren't, you know, even envelopes that aren't being opened, that those are definitely cues that maybe they're not going through their bills and paying their bills. So that's one thing to, to keep in mind and, and look out for. Okay, yeah, that's a good one too, because I know I think if we're talking about people in our who are in their, you know, late 70s or 80s, they're definitely usually still getting everything by snail mail. So that is kind of a nice, easy, non-invasive way to do a check-in. I like that. Right. And even with the like the scams, I, I know, um, sadly, my father-in-law, who's a sharp individual and was in finance his entire life, got caught up in a scam hmm. through the computer. And he was so embarrassed, but did talk to his sons about it so that they could come in and really kind of help with the computer situation. So it's important to keep those lines of communication open, talk to your parents, have conversations with them, help them not feel, you know, so embarrassed when they do mess up and know that that they can reach out and get some help. Yeah, that's I think that is a good point. And that I think sh something I wrote down as you were talking is um, and I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it, but I just wanted to note it is, you know, how do you take care of your 
parents so that they're, you know, still living as good of a life as they can, but you still are able to remain in the child role, right? Because, you know, you mentioned what jogged is when you said, well, you could have someone come in and help them shower, take a bath. And I've seen a lot of friends struggle with that, where they're wanting to help their parents. They're you know, the parents don't want a stranger coming in, but it's trying to be like, hey, mom or dad, like, I'm still your daughter. I'm still your son. So it's it's having that conversation with them and it's offering, you know, maybe money is tight and maybe the, the kids can come together and pool together mm-hmm. enough funds to, to hire somebody to come in for a few hours a day or a couple days a week to give that shower. Right. Um, and again, it, it's it's having those conversations, as I was saying, like with my mom, even last night, a, a very dear friend of hers sadly passed away over the weekend. And mm-hmm. the daughter has a resale shop. And so my mom started last night just like throwing out these ideas of, you know, I have some really nice outfits. And when I go, make sure that you call this girl, this woman, and she she'll sell my clothes for us or for you, she'll just, you know, at least it's going someplace where people can enjoy them. Yes. Um, and she does have some beautiful things. So it, it and she throws stuff out like that to me. And I don't know if it's because I'm, I talk about it. You know, I talk about my clients with her, not, you know, in detail, but just the right. concepts that she just drops these hints. And she's been doing this for many, many years. My grandmother passed away, you know, well over 20 years ago. And at her funeral, as sad as it was, my mom looked at me and she said, I want that casket. I want a very similar. I mean, she really (laughs) did. And then and then um, when we did the unveiling of the headstone, she said, that's the color headstone that I want. And, you know, that I'm being buried. You know, my plot is right next to grandma and grandpa's, you know, so so she's done things like that and it's listening and having those opportunities to hear your parents and pay attention and don't stop them from talking if they start sharing those ideas and thoughts that they have and then i know like many years ago my mom was going in for some surgery and i'm one of her healthcare power agents under the healthcare power of attorney and we were getting she was prepping for the surgery and when you go in for surgery if you have a do not resuscitate order, mm-hmm. which means like if your heart stops, you don't want to be resuscitated, that you you have to revoke that when you go in for surgery because you're intubated and you're on the surgical table and it's a whole different set of rules that, that come out. Hmm. And so the doctor was asking her about her feelings with that. And she said, no, if something happens, you, you got to, you know, save my life and, and I want to live and I have a lot to live for. And so I started hearing what she was saying and really realizing that as long as I know she's got quality of life, I need yeah. to keep helping her fight for that. You know, she wasn't in that kind of a situation, but it's like that tells me that as she gets older, we're going to continue to fight tooth and nail for everything that we can as long as she's got that quality of life. Yes. Yeah. That's- and so it's it's having these little conversations along the way. You know, her significant other had gotten sick and needed a caregiver. And so she, you know, we they brought in a caregiver to take care of him in the house. And she said, that that's what I want. 
Like, I don't want to live in a retirement community. I want to stay in my home and I'll have caregivers. And I said, okay. You know, so it's these kinds of conversations that we have. And it's oftentimes based on something that, you know, she's hearing from a friend of hers or some other experiences that she's going through. And, and that's how you start having conversations with your family members. That's great. And I love, I guess my takeaway from that is um, it doesn't have to be one big conversation, but like you said, just keep your antenna up. And if they say it could be something as pretty straightforward as I want that headstone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or, you know, that's pretty, uh, there's not a lot of secrecy or trying to read between the lines on that one. But I think too, just as they're talking about friends or you know, it could even be something you're watching a movie with a parent or things, and they might say, oh, I, I would never want to be, you know, treated that way or, you know, so kind of picking up the clues of what they're sharing. How about if they're not, either they're not dropping the clues yet or sharing, how can you start the conversation? Is there maybe like certain times of when to do it or not to do it if you have you know siblings or other family members like is it important you get everyone around the kitchen table or is it better to keep it a little more what i'm picking up from you is like low-key and informal so they're not feeling threatened so any thoughts or experiences on that i would try and keep it low-key and informal and as long as you've had conversations with your siblings and everybody sort of is on the same page, each sibling could possibly have some of those conversations. Um, and you could base it on, or you could start a conversation by thinking about maybe a friend of yours had, they were going through some difficult challenges with their aging parent. And so you could kind of share some of what you were hearing from your friend and some of the challenges that your friend was sharing with you and start sharing that with your own parents and say, you know, boy, you know, talk about what you were hearing. And then maybe they'll start sharing some of what they're thinking. Okay. I like that. I I do like the whole either, oh, my friend was doing this or experiencing this or I was you know reading an article about that because I think then it's it goes first of all it's normalizing it right it's happening to other people which is huge what about and again I I think this is probably pretty individualized you you talked a little bit about the money and I know we were asking about while they're still alive how do you start maybe the financial kind of end of life conversation, right? Whether it's what resources are available for the funeral, celebration of life, burial, things like that. But do you get involved at all with, you know, um, making sure their papers are in order, right? Whether they have a will or a trust, beneficiary designations, um, how do to have conversations around who gets what, right? Right. 
So I do get involved with that with my clients. I do make sure that they have that they've met, met with an estate planning attorney and that their paperwork is all in order. It's so important to have your durable power of attorneys for health care and property in place, living wills, um, and even talking about trust documents, if that's makes sense for that family to have those kinds of papers and planning in place. Right. So it, it I, I think you just have to come out and, and start talking with them about their financial situation. And it's with intention of wanting to know that they can take care of themselves. Right. Um, one of the scariest things that you can encounter is where your parents have not made any plans. They're living social security check to social security check. And the kids have no idea that that's going on. And then a crisis hits. And you you don't know how to to manage all of that, and the kids then start paying for out of their retirement monies mm-hmm. for their parents' care, which then continues on this tragedy of they don't then the children will no longer have the assets to be able to take care of themselves because they spent all their assets on their parents. So prior to those kinds of things happening, you're then starting to tap into what kinds of services are available, looking at some of the area agencies on aging and finding out what resources that you can tap into to help provide for caregivers or some of those long-term care needs. And it's important to, you know, if you get to the point where you do need nursing home care, you know, there's there's so many aspects to this, Nicole. Um, You know, you've got the spouse that's going to stay in the community and the other spouse that's going into a nursing facility, for example. And, you know, there are rules about how much money can be held at, you know, back in the home for the spouse that's in the community and what can be spent on the individual that's going into the facility and tapping into Medicaid benefits. And we could have a whole podcast all on, you know, discussing about that. Absolutely. There's so many aspects to aging and so many aspects to the finances and services that you want to be able to take advantage of. And it, it's so helpful if prior to that crisis, you know, that, that you start thinking about it and, and have a sense of what you can do. And then there's tapping into an aging life care professional, too, because we are those resources. You know, we are the one that really knows what services and resources are. And I know I keep using the same terms, but what what's available out there and how to navigate. Because it is challenging. And I know for myself, like when I started having children, I reached out to others that were having kids as well and connecting in with other moms that had babies and learned from each other. We don't do that with our with seniors so often. Um, we don't reach out to each other and say, oh, guess what? You know, my mom's just gone into the hospital and needs a hip replacement. And, you know, what do I do? Where do I go with that? And there's not as much conversation or, you know, mom, mom's starting to forget and how do I how do I handle the dementia process and the Alzheimer's disease and where do I go with that? Um, and that that's why my field of practice is actually developed and come around. Yes, and is I would say a growing a growing area and a, definitely a, a a growing need for your services. 
So I, I know because even with when I talk with my friends, a common theme I have found is mo many of us, if not most, do not live in the same community or even the same state as our parents. So that's that's another challenge, I think, is when you're trying to live your life, doing your job, If you, as you mentioned, with the sandwich generation. So you've got your spouse or partner. And then if you have kids, it's a lot. It's a lot for any one person to, to handle. It, it definitely is. Yeah. So I know you keep, and, and I love it, the theme is have the conversation, have it sooner than later. We talked a little bit about the finances, a little bit about like the do not resuscitate. What about how would you, any um, tips or ideas on how to navigate the whole, would, you know, mom and dad, or if, if you just have one parent, you know, how do you navigate the whole to stay in the home? any changes to the home to make sure that it's still livable for them given their current capabilities and or ev evaluating like what might your future home look like can you maybe give some color or examples around how to navigate that conversation sure so sometimes it's having the having the conversation i know like my in-laws have started looking into assisted living communities and i a lot of times it's because friends of theirs are also looking into the communities. And again, it, it's, I think we just have to learn to ask, you know, to really to ask our parents when we get together for, you know, a Sunday dinner or even during the holidays. I know we want to just think of happy things during the holidays, but, you know, maybe moving into a retirement community you know, that that can be a really positive, that should be a very positive experience. Uh, you're having this opportunity to spend time with other individuals that are going through the same things that you are. And there are so many wonderful activities and programs that go on in the uh, in these retirement homes and the ability to be able to open up your front door and meet up with other people and play bridge and other card games and, you know, have meals with other people so you're not so isolated. So it, it it's taking a look at your parents' situation, the home that they're living in, thinking about the upkeep. Mm -hmm. There's so many things about staying in a house. Yes. You have to make sure that the roof isn't leaking and the toilets are running properly and uh, the washer and dryer are working, you know, dealing even with the HVAC systems. I, yes. you know, I think about all the things that I encounter with clients of mine that are living in their home. The refrigerator breaks down and that's got to get repaired. So it's having, you know, it, I think it's the children need to know that they should be thinking about that, not only for their parents, but even starting to plan for themselves down the road. So maybe maybe it, it just, we need to start having conversations. Yeah, I agree. And I know I uh, do not have a, a partner or spouse and I don't have kids and a lot of the of my close friend circle are in the same situation. So our plan is we're each going to buy our own golden girls house <laughs> in, di in different locations. So we'll have, you know, a sunny one, one in the snow, maybe some overseas and uh, hopefully just be able to rotate between all of them. So 
I hope that becomes a reality, you know, and not just joking around about it. I mean, you can certainly start planning for doing something like that. I think that's a great idea. (laughs) I love it. Thanks. Thanks. Maybe Um, I'll join you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The more the merrier. So we, we definitely want to have more choices than not of where to go to. So. You had mentioned at the beginning you were talking to your mom last night and said, hey, I'm going to be talking about you. Did you have, um, I think when we were talking about this, you said you had a story you wanted to share about when you were talking to your mom and your daughter? Well, I, I some of this I've, I've been bringing up. You've been it was kind just of weaving that, in? Yeah, okay. I've been, I was weaving it in, you know, talking about where she wanted, you know, the person to, to give her clothing to or okay. um, the caregivers <laughs> in the house. But I, but one of the, the funny things is, and I've, you know, done a couple of presentations over my years. And one of them was, I had been asked, how early do you start having these conversations? And I kind of laughed and I said, well, when my daughter was, and my kids have heard me talking about aging and working with my clients, you know, obviously for, for their entire lives. And, but I, my daughter and I were having this conversation. She was 14, 15, maybe 16 years old. And I said to her one day, you know, when I get old, I want a really handsome man with six packed abs taking <laughs> care of me. I want that's who I want for my caregiver. And we were joking about it, but you know, still kind of serious. And my husband came walking into the room and he said, "Well, what about me?" And she looked at him and she said, "You've never asked." And so it it it's to me it's like it's never too young to have these conversations and I'll throw right. my son in there. There have been times where um, and, and some of this is a little sad, but I was visiting one of my clients in a nursing home and there was a caregiver that was helping a gentleman to eat. And this gentleman kept falling asleep and the caregiver mm-hmm. very gently and very nicely kept rubbing his shoulder and said, you know, it's time to wake up. You got to wake up. It's, it's, it's lunchtime. And I, you know, there's some good food for you to eat. And so he would wake up and she'd give him another bite of food to eat and he would finish that and fall back to sleep again. My son was in college and I was going down to Florida to visit and the first conversation I had with, with him was, you know, when I get old and I can no longer feed myself and I'm sleeping, don't wake me up to eat. I said, I just, I, it bothered me so much. I, mm-hmm. I felt like this gentleman should have just been able to go back to sleep. And later when he woke up and was hungry to eat. Right. Um, and so it, it's, I've dropped hints and had conversations like that with my kids. And I know for sure that when I need help down the road, my kids will know exactly what I want and pretty much how to take care of me. Yeah, and I th- that's such a huge gift you're giving to them, and they they hopefully they know it now, which they may because I'm sure you share you know anecdotes of uh, people who have not done that, but if not, they certainly will later. And I think it's just a big win win for everyone. They know what mom and dad want. You've had a chance to express your wants, so I just think it makes it easier for the family, even though. 
I mean, it's it's a fact of life, right? We're all getting older every day. As I once had a 92-year-old client say to me, you know, I'm like, hey, he's like, it beats the alternative. It definitely <laughs> <So>. does. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, he had just come from, I think, like a hip replacement. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry about your hard recovery. And he's like, Nicole, it beats the alternative. So we're still going strong. And, and so I suppose with with what we're saying and with these conversations, it's I've been having the conversation. Yes. Um, you know, unfortunately, have it with my children all the time. I have it with my husband. Um, you're hearing that I do have these conversations with my mom. And I'm very lucky. I mean, I have a great relationship with my mom and we've worked at it over the years. And right. Um, so the, the key here is, is just because I work in this industry doesn't mean that other people who don't work in the industry can still have these conversations with their family members. It may feel really scary because people don't think to do it. Right. But I think once you start talking about it, it just gets easy. It just becomes part of a discussion and it and it's not so difficult to do. I agree. I mean, as you know, I, I uh, talk with people daily about another, you know, taboo subject, right, which is money. And right. so the same thing, I'm much more at ease talking about it and things like that, because I do it day in and day out. So it certainly does get easier with practice. Um, and I think what the key takeaways I'm hearing from you are have the conversation, try and start it sooner than later. And it doesn't have to be this, you know, big full day summit. Just kind of listen as your loved one is maybe dropping hints or sharing information outright. And, uh, you know, maybe you ask one or two follow up questions when they are sharing that because you're like, oh, it's on their mind and they they brought it up. So they want to talk about it. Right. So. And the, the key here, too, even for the older adults is in our parents, it's that if we have these conversations and they express their wishes, then it's their decision Yes, as to what they want and their kids. So they're not in that crisis. And when yes. they're and, and so they avoid the fact that they have their children telling them what to do. Yeah, because no one likes that. No, <laughs> no one likes that. I don't care how old you are. No. And so, as you had mentioned earlier, Nicole, it is it's a gift. It's a it gift is. to really be able to share with your family members what your wishes are for, you know, how you want to live and and how you want to see your life end too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Debbie, I know we could talk for hours on end and we'll have to have you back for a future episode but um, I just want to say thank you for sharing your time some of your wisdom and certainly just some of your invaluable insight on uh, what tends to be a taboo and difficult subject but every time I talk to you I really learn it doesn't have to be and in fact you can flip the script if you will and make it a gift so thank you so much for spending some time with us today before we wrap up I have a question I ask each and every guest if you could live anywhere in the world no time constraints no family constraints money constraints where would it be and why 
So this was a really tough, tough question for me to answer. And I have two beautiful children who I'm very close to and and love dearly. And really, we enjoy spending time together. My son and his wife at this point in their lives have decided that they're going to settle in Ecuador. Wow. They're going to be moving there permanently in January. So I would love to be able to have opportunities to spend extended periods of time with them there. That's great. Yeah, I think it's it's, uh, very exciting. And there's so many places to go from that point, like the Galapagos and lots of places to travel in South America. And then I have a daughter that lives up in Flagstaff. So I would like to be able to have opportunities to spend quality time with her as well. I love it. Well, there is no wrong answer. So I appreciate you sharing your answer. So with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up our session today. Thank you again. If any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, if they have follow-up questions or would just like to learn more about uh, your services and what it may look like to work with you, how do they get in touch with you? So the best way to learn more about Deborah D. Feldman and Associates Limited is to go to my website, www.ddfcaremanagement.com. And you can also call me on my office line at 847-913-1700. Thank you. Great. So, thank, thank you. Thank you. Debbie, thank you so much for your time today. This has been fantastic. I got to tell you that I just got back from a family trip down to Texas and to visit a grandmother. And everything you were talking about resonated so much with me because the sons are not having the conversation and they're refusing to a couple of them are just refusing to to talk about end of life stuff. And so all of us as the grandkids have gotten together to make sure everything's taken care of. Grandma's wishes are in place. And we've done that just because I don't know why they didn't want to talk about it, probably because it's their mom. It's very emotional. But we said, you know what? We're going to do it. So there's 10 of us that have had this conversation. We know what grandma's wishes are, and we put that into action. So I I think it's there's no reason to wait, right? There's no reason to wait. And if you're involved in the family, you can be the one to initiate or to make sure that these conversations have been happening uh, so that the, the wishes don't get left out or things aren't misconstrued. So I... So much great information. Thank you so much for your time. Nicole, I know that you, like you said in this podcast, you work with multiple clients. You you talk about money, and I'm, you also talk about end-of-life things because that's part of money. Um, so if people want to reach out and speak with you or your team, can you give them your contact info? Sure, absolutely. So the best way to reach me or someone on my team would be um, you can call our main office line at 312 831 4370 and either Sue or Lorena will answer the phone and direct your call or you can reach out via our website at www.myprivatevista.com and we have a contact us page and you can um, contact, reach out and get in touch with me that way as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, both of you, wonderful podcast, great information. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dollars and Cents podcast with Nicole Romito. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Nicole comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Vista, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. 
and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dollars and Cents, Creating Your Fulfilled Life with Nicole Romito, sponsored by Private Vista. Visit our website at www.myprivatevista.com or give us a call at 312-831-4370. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Private Vista is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Private Vista and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions, or results obtained from the use of this information. Private Vista and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced. Such data and other information are subject to changes without notice. This was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.